Welcome to the Seeing Deep Podcast, where we see deep in a shallow world by exploring our surrounding culture through a biblical lens. This month, we are focusing on being closer to God, specifically developing an intimate and passionate walk with Him. And then we will culminate the month with an interview with Barbara Rainey, co-founder of Family Life Today, with her husband, Dennis Rainey. Do you want to be close to God? Being close to someone takes commitment and intentionality. And as I thought about how special those moments are with God when we feel so close to Him, I realized how often we do not feel that because of things that keep us from Him. In this episode, we are going to examine the scripture passage for this episode and see what we can learn from the psalmist and what it is that draws us near to God and keeps us from experiencing closeness with Him. The scripture for this episode is taken from Psalm 63, verses 1 through 8. This is the English Standard Version. It says, O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory, Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night, for you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. We have a need, friends, but we don't often recognize that need. It's to be close to God. We try to fill that need with things that seem to fit, counterfeit solutions that might satisfy for a little while, but they just leave us on empty. David was a man after God's own heart. He hungered after God because he knew that knowing and worshiping God is our whole purpose down here. David recognized his need and he was not ashamed to admit it. He likely wrote this psalm around the time he wrote Psalm 3, when his son Absalom tried to kill him. Think about that. You read this verse and these verses and you see this incredible passion for God. Oh God, I thirst for you. Oh God, I hunger after you. When we are going through awful times on this earth, it seems we see our need of God more. We have a clarity and an understanding about what matters most. David was acquainted with hard times, which made his heart tender and sensitive to seeking God. David starts off with a vivid description of his search for God in verse 1. O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So first we see here, the very first thing is relationship. We notice that David has a relationship with God. He calls him my God. It is not a religion, but a personal faith in God. We cannot be close to someone we don't know. Number two, we see an earnestness here. Earnestly, I seek you. The second thing we see is that because God is his God, the psalmist is earnest about seeking God out. 
When we meet someone we care about and love them, we are earnest to be in touch with them, right? We don't want to go a day without them. It is not enough to see them for a short period of time. We just want to be in their presence. The definition of earnestness is with sincere and intense conviction, seriously. We can have intentions to seek God, but unless we are earnest or intentional, it won't happen. We will put it off or hope it happens, but not really plan for it. This seeking is not by a casual seeker, but a fervent one. David is thirsting after God. Nothing else will satisfy him. He describes the land as having no water. So often we can try to fill our thirsting with water that does not satisfy. Jesus has living water for us, just like he had for the woman at the well. But we have to search for it. We have to want it. So what keeps us from being earnest? We are so easily satisfied. And we can't find God if we don't seek him. Verse 2 reveals a response from David as he understands how awesome God is. It says, So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. So we see number three is worship. Worship is how David drew near. The first word of that is so. You think, well, big deal. What is that? Well, that points back to verse one. So I have looked upon you. Because of what David recognized in verse 1, that God is his God and that he needs him, he is going to put himself in a position of worship in the sanctuary. He needs to worship God. Man was made to worship, but we often fill that worship void with the creation rather than the creator. David looks to God's power and glory. Man so often looks to his own power or glory. But David is enamored with God's. Verse 3 brings us to more worship. It says, Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So praise is number four. David sought God. He was in awe of him. And then he tells how awesome God is. True worship and praise is informed by truth from God's word. Because of God's incredible faithful love, which David says is better than life, David is overcome with praise. Do we believe that God's love is better than life? We can be religious about it, but our life reflects what we believe. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Have these words from John 3.16 become a part of our doctrine, but perhaps lost significance. Our God loves us so much. He loved us so much. He died for us. How can that lightly be spoken without becoming praise in our mouth? We get closer to God when we praise and worship him. Even when we don't feel like it, it might be a sacrifice of praise. And if we recognize what God has done for us, we will want to bless him. And this is verse four. So I will bless you as long as I live in your name. I will lift up my hands. And that brings me to number five, grateful. You see, we want to bless those who have blessed us, right? When someone gives us a gift, we feel like, oh, I should give them something back. We can tend to want to go to God to get things, answers to prayer. But David is centered on living to please God. 
I'm going to bless you as long as I live. We get closer to God when we value God more than things. In verse 5, it says, My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food. I'm picturing Kentucky Fried Chicken, y'all. And my mouth will praise you with joyful lips when I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night. Number six is delight. David is satisfied with God, not with what God can give him or do for him, but just satisfied with God. More than rich food or any created thing, David had joy on his lips because of who God was. He delighted in God. We draw near to God when we delight in him. Verse 7 says, For you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. This reminds me of Psalm 91.1 where it says, One who lives in the shelter of the Most High will stay in the shadow of the Almighty. And so number seven is abide. We get closer to God when we stay, when we abide. We are prone to wander, but when we stay in his presence, we find joy that nothing in this world can take away. God has given us everything we need for a godly life, friends. His word guides us and shows us how we can be close to him. God is inviting you and me to go deeper into a relationship with him. And when we accept that invitation, we will never be the same. Won't you accept that invitation with me and be closer to God. You've been listening to the Seeing Deep podcast, where we dive into the Word of God for the answers to life's problems.